Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 87 of the So Free Art podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about dad and things. And this one is about... It's about things, I suppose. It's about the things. So it's, it's going to be a brain dump episode. I've got my magazine up here that I want to do an article from. That'll probably be next week. This one's going to be about something that is very ripe. <laughs> That's what I'm going to talk about it. So if you're watching on the video at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll see that I've just brought a little PlayStation 4. So what I'm going to talk about on this one is video games and my addiction to video games and stuff like that. And I'm also going to talk about Social anxiety. Social anxiety. Self-confidence, social anxiety. So that's two topics. I've got a little, few little notes on a little sketchbook, but I'm really going to be talking just spontaneously. This is why it's a sort of a brain dump episode. But little, little Dennis is with us, and he is going to be listening with his big black ears, <laughs> big black ears, little Dennis. I think everyone should get themselves a little Dennis, because they're nice. <laughs> little Dennis is a little hand puppet, a little doggy. And here's a little secret. He's one pound. I got him for a quid in the pound shop. So if you go into the local pound shop, you might fi- go into the kids section, and you might find little puppets like this they're quite cool for quid you can't go wrong <clears throat> so you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson right after this video I'm going to do two little extra videos so I'm going to be recording a lucid dream that I had last night which will be on the episode about the things at the end of the month of December and that little lucid dream is all about Muji. So I actually achieved my goal of finding Muji. It's a fascinating dream, that one. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also going to do another click look video of a, a little art book, a Japanese art, a Japanese, <laughs> a Japanese art book called Pix, Pix Eve Girls Collection. I think this is a 20, 2010 or 2011 one. But there's about four or five of these. So I haven't looked inside of it yet. And I'm going to do a little video of that straight after this podcast. And you can find that on, you'll be able to find that on the YouTube. Probably, well, yeah, that'll be, that'll be up there by the time this podcast goes up. Which would be nice. So where do we go with this? Little Dennis. Actually, that means it is time for this week's podcast. I'm also back home. So I've got my proper microphone and stuff now. So hopefully it should sound a lot better. <laughs> Funny. So shall I start with video games or with bowling? Self-confidence. Hmm. I'm going to start with self-confidence thing. So there's this thing There's this thing called Threshold Guardians. I've never heard of... I hadn't heard of this thing, Threshold Guardians, before until about probably maybe 
probably about a month ago maybe on a podcast I heard somebody say threshold guardians on a podcast and all of a sudden I kept hearing it on all these other podcasts and what it is is (laughs) what it is is I love that I love when you get two of the same words next to each other what it is 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 it is (laughs) what it was 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 it was it sounds weird I think that's grammatically grammatically incorrect it sounds incorrect, but there's no other way to say what it was was, or what it is is, I don't think. But what it was was, they were saying that these threshold guardians, what it is is, is it's a, it's a thing, it's a thing that is, it's a threshold, it's a point where you are, you're at your limits, and if you go any further you're going out of your comfort zone. And it feels impossible. Yeah, it's a threshold guardian. And it's they they've like personified it as some sort of like creature thing. So the threshold guardian is something that is guarding it goes into a bit of like what that quote from last week, Joseph Campbell. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. That's a bit like a threshold guardian. The threshold guardian is like a representation of the cave. And the thing that the thing that is going to help you get through your comfort zone, face your fears, is inside that cave. So the, this is what these threshold guardians are. And what I've realised is, my threshold guardian is groups of people. So, and you can fight. You can tell what your threshold guardians are, because it's things that you'll avoid, and you'll make excuses for why you're avoiding them. So. For me, it's groups of people, and if I'm in groups of people, I seem to, I would just say, crumble. So, for the long, for for probably 32 years, well, for me, it seemed to have started when I got strangled as a child. Ever since I got strangled at the age of 13, ever since after that, for about 20 odd years, I suffered anxiety and panic attacks and I was like scared of people. It was only once I started drawing that I started to realise that people were nice, which was, that was me rewriting one of my negative beliefs. So, and what I started doing was, because I started drawing, I had to force myself to go to art class with groups of people and it was kind of terrifying but I started to realise that people were nice. So around groups of other artists, I'm okay because we can talk about art. So if there's stuff to talk about like that, I'm okay. But when I'm with groups of people who are talking about things that I don't really know about, like everyday things, I'm not very good at small talk and stuff like that. So when I'm around groups of people like that, I just, I, yeah, I tend to... I tend to fall apart and get very anxious. So I've avoided it for a long time. And I've over the last few years, I've been putting myself into the situations, but it's just got too much. And then I've pulled myself out of it. But this weekend, I got offered to go bowling with everybody at work, which is amazing because cause I'm like a cleaner and I, I'm not really working for the company I'm working for. I'm like a contractor but they still invited me which is amazing because it really made me feel accepted that did 
it's the first time I've ever gone out as well as Sophie. Because I normally, I before I'd only ever gone out as Kevin. So I was quite nervous, but I was also really excited. That is another thing. If you're going against the threshold guardian, I feel like you can tell when you're going into something out of your comfort zone because you get you get both scared and excited at the same time. You're feeling these two extremes at the same time. This is weird because it goes into what happened for the rest of the night. I've For the last few weeks, I've noticed that I've been feeling two feelings at the same time. So I might be feeling super scared. I might be feeling, say, super anxious, but at the same time, super proud. So it's almost like I'm I'm can I'm I'm can I'm feeling a positive and negative emotions at the same time whereas before if I was feeling anxious I would be inside the anxious feeling and there was no room for anything else so all I all I could do was feel anxious I think what's happened is because stuff like muji and lucid dreaming cuz it's improving my awareness if I'm if I get anxious now I'm almost observing the anxiousness, which means I'm not anxious. But yet the thing is, I'm still I'm still feeling anxious. It's quite weird. It's like, yeah, one minute, one minute you'll be inside the anxiousness, consumed by it, and then you'll remember I'm not the I'm not I'm not the anxious. I am the observer. So you pop out of it, but then you get you keep getting pulled in and out of it. It's quite frustrating sometimes because you know you know that you're not you know that you don't have to feel anxious and yet you still feel anxious. It's very frustrating. It's almost worse to be like that because before you were anxious, you didn't realize you didn't have to be. So it was kind of it, it was like well this is the way it is. Now that you know it doesn't have to be and you still are that way, it is a bit worse because you you sometimes feel a bit helpless. But what I'm learning is it's this is part of the process to get to the point where you no longer get taken over by the anxiousness. You have to keep you have to go through this period of like that going back and forth. But the thing was, I was I was like the observer. So I'd say I'm not anxious. And then I would feel super proud for like for the bowling. I felt super proud because I had gone bowling. So then I felt really positive and then all of a sudden a thought would come in saying, yeah, but you didn't do something. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the little notes I've got down here is I want to talk about, yeah, I've put two sides at once, positive and negative. I want to talk about the little walk home that I had, which was amazing. And I want to talk about laughter as well. So I know I'm getting a lot better with these groups of people because... I was out for about four hours bowling as well. So with bowling, you have to you have to go and throw your bowling balls in front of loads of people. So you, if you're if you've always suffered from social anxiety, I would say bowling is quite a scary thing, really, because you've got all these people watching you. So the thing you always fear is people watching you. So you're you're going into that you're going into the thing that scares you. The thing was, it, it didn't seem to scare me. In fact, I didn't even think about it until I was walking home. I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, I I spent two hours like bowling and I'd never once thought about people looking at me. So that's, that's why I was proud because I've made a massive improvement. The thing was, 
I didn't talk to anybody. So before I went out, I said, I said a few things. I said, this is an experiment. So no matter what happens, just it's an experiment. So you can't really fail. I said, you're going to learn from it. I said, you said yes to going out. Because I, I so easily could have said no. Because in the past, I would have always have said no. I would have made up some excuses to not go. And it would have been a fear, but I would have tricked myself into thinking it wasn't. So I was proud of that. And what else was it? Yeah, that was it really. But I was what I what kept happening was, uh, before I'd gone out, I had said because I did a social anxiety course a few years ago, and I'll link to it in the show notes. It's called IOvercameAnxiety.com with Sam Schaefer, and a little quote he said which stuck with me forever. And what he said was, "To be interested, you have to be interest." No. <laughs> He said, to be interesting, you have to be interested. And and what that does is, like a technique he talks about is with social anxiety, you're thinking about yourself, which is why you're getting anxious. You're thinking, are people looking at me? How are people thinking about me? And what he said is, put it the other way around and focus on the other person. So focus on finding out about the other person, talking to them, because then you've got no time then to think about yourself. So you, you've got no time to think if people are looking at you, which means you won't be able to, you won't, the anxiety feelings won't be as strong. So I before I went out, I said, keep asking questions to everyone. And the thing was, I went out and as I was walking home, I saw so many opportunities where I had an opportunity to ask questions and I didn't. It's weird because if I'm in groups of people, what happened is it's like my mind goes blank and it just goes empty it's really weird so it was really weird though because I, I wasn't feeling anxious at all that whole night I didn't feel anxious there was one moment when we were all sat around the table after the bowling everyone was talking I felt a bit separate and I kept thinking to myself smile just smile keep smiling so I was trying to smile but it's really hard for me to smile and it's especially hard to smile if you are feeling a bit like anxious. So I wasn't feeling anxious, but I was aware <laughs> of being anxious. It's a bit weird. Yeah, but there's this there's this period where I knew I had this feeling that I was about to go into a negative a negative bit. So what I did was I walked off, which is good because it was it was my way of like resetting myself, getting my brain back. And it's it's also positive because in the past I would have I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have sat at the table, the thoughts would have got out of control, and I wouldn't have been able to get up because I would have thought if I get up and walk away, everyone's going to look at me. So that that would have stopped me. Whereas this time I said it was almost like I don't care if everyone looks at me. I'm I'm going to go away for a little bit because I I need to. So I said because they've got an arcade there with video games. So I said. I said to one of the ladies, I said, oh, I'm just going to go over there and play video games. So I went out over to the video games, reset myself, and then I came back and I played pool with somebody. Again, doing things that I wouldn't be able to do. And I was beating myself up on the way home because I felt like whilst I was playing the pool, again, I didn't say much to the person I was playing with. But I guess it's kind of baby steps. You can't expect... This is it. I I expect to be able to 
click my fingers and be who I want to be. But it's not going to work like that. It's it's going to be very slow, very like a gradual thing. So like maybe next time I can play pool, which that in itself is an achievement. And then maybe I can say, right now ask like talk to the other person. And then before you know it, you won't have to be thinking about what you got to do. You can just do it. So there's lots of. It was a really fascinating night. But when I left and I walked home, it was weird. I wasn't anxious at all, all night. I didn't feel anxious. It was bubbling about, like the anxiety feeling was bubbling around, but it it never did anything. When I walked, started walking home, I burst into tears because I felt like I'd failed. Because what happened was all these thoughts come in saying, you didn't talk to anyone, you just... Because I was like pulling... Yeah, when we was all bowling, I kept standing in the corner so there's so many little things that I was doing which I didn't realise I was doing until I walked home and I started thinking about it so it was weird walking home it was quite funny one minute I'm bursting into tears like beating myself up about things that I, I wished I'd done better and then all of a sudden I'd get super happy thinking of all the things I had achieved so it was like it felt like I was in the middle of my brain with a positive and a negative just throwing energy at each other. So the negative would say something really horrible and and it would it would go into the centre where I was and, and I would feel it and then the positive would throw like a positive thought back. That would go into the centre, I would feel that. And it just felt like I was bouncing back and forth. It was insane. And this, this went on for about 30 minutes of like one minute crying and then next minute feeling proud of myself. And then what happened was, because I, was, I, was, I had to walk home to my sister's, so it was about 40 minutes walking. I got to about 35 minutes of walking, at the bottom of the hill by my sister. I suddenly, I don't know, what happened was, I was walking along, and I, it's, because this was about 2 o'clock in the morning, completely silent, I suddenly heard running water. And I thought, what's that? I looked over there, there was a little manhole cover and I could I could hear like a stream of water trickling. And what it did was it it stopped all the thoughts. Suddenly my mind was as silent as as the outside world. And I thought this is amazing. I sat down by this water and just listened to it. I looked up, the sky, the pitch black sky was full of stars, and I I just thought, you idiot. For the last 35 minutes, you've been completely in your head. You didn't even realise all these stars were up there. And then what happened was, somehow, like these, like these stars sort of, I guess it just put perspective on it. Yeah, all of a sudden, this these negative and positive thoughts which were going on in my head, it, it suddenly, I realised that it wasn't that important because you got this beautiful stars up here <laughs> and then I, what I did then was I went home I got Bobby the little dog I took Bobby out for a walk again we walked up around the corner I sat down on the steps with Bobby he sat next to me all these stars we were just looking at the stars and you could see the moon all of a sudden <clears throat> so I'm in the middle of this little lane and somebody two o'clock in the morning opened their opened their door I heard their door go ee and I thought, oh, somebody's coming out. And I could hear him puffing on a cigarette. 
<laughs> so I could hear him, and I thought, oh my god, he could he could hear me, and he's going to think, why is there somebody sat outside my front gate at two o'clock in the morning? So all of a sudden, I felt a little bit anxious, but I felt it was incredibly funny, and I just thought, oh, don't start laughing, and I was looking at Bobby saying, Bobby, don't don't do anything, because you could hear Bobby going, <laughs> and I was thinking, e- what he's going to think, what is going on out here? <laughs> if he could hear, like, sniffing... He didn't think what's going on. So what I did was I I, I sat there for about thirty seconds, and I, I felt like I was going to start laughing. So I thought I don't want to start laughing. That would be even worse. <laughs> if he's he's sitting out there smoking, and he suddenly hears somebody laughing. That's that'd be crazy. So what I did was I I had to creep down the little lane with Bobby. I got around the corner, and then I burst into laughter, and I was laughing hysterically for about twenty minutes. And I was, I've never laughed like that, ever. Never. I, I've never laughed like that. And what was happening was, I was laughing so much, I, I actually had to lie down on the kitchen floor and start laughing. And then Bobby, the dog, was jumping on me, which was making me laugh, because it just felt funny. And then all of a sudden, I was laughing at the fact that I was laughing, which meant I was laughing even more. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. And then I was thinking... People next door, if they can hear me laughing, they're going to think, what the hell's going on? And then I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I just thought, I'm laughing. And I just, I, I let out laughter. Like, I'm, I've never laughed like that, ever. And what's happened is, ever since, I keep having these little bursts of laughter. Like, I just keep laughing at little things, which have got nothing. It's not, they're not funny things, but they are funny. But I don't know what's going on there. It's it's funny, it's funny, but I haven't been able to laugh in front of people yet. But that's that would be like, yeah, that's like one of these. I could even say that's a threshold guardian, laughing in front of people. I've got a limiting belief that says I can't. It even says I'm not allowed to laugh in front of people. Why would your mind say that? It's such a horrible thing, because if if you can't laugh in front of people, you're always going to be holding back from being yourself it's really it's really horrible some of the thoughts that are in your head it's really weird but anyway (laughs) that was my little experience so what's happened is I've realised that I've got a lot to to learn with groups of people because it's it's really weird before I went out like I said I said to myself keep asking questions of people because if I ask people stuff, I'm going to find out about them, which means I'll have things to talk about. Until I know what these people are interested in, I've got nothing to talk about. So it makes sense to ask questions, and then they'll start asking you questions. And you never know, you might somebody there might be an artist, who they never talk about it. And then you might get a proper friend. And it's going to start with just random little talking. But it's really hard. I don't know why it's so hard, it's annoying. But what it was was, <laughs> yay! What it was was, <laughs> what it was 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 before I went out, I said, keep asking these questions. And then what happens is, when you're in the middle of like an anxiety thing, all those, all your little plans go out the window. So, like, I didn't even remember to ask people questions until I'd left and was walking home. It's like, like I said, it's like your mind goes blank. I don't know why it does that. It's really weird. But that's 
that's basically a little self, social social anxiety thing. And I'm going to keep. It's quite hard though because how can you, how can you practice being in groups of people, if you haven't got groups of people to be around? You're going to have to start finding things like you're going to have to start going to groups or something. I don't know. I have to look into this because like everyone at work, they only go out say once a year or something. So hopefully, if I get invited next year, I will hopefully be able to ask questions and stuff. But the good thing is, like since that, since I went to work, I felt a lot more comfortable really talking to people and stuff. So yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> but the other thing, I'm going to try and make this one quick as well. I'm going to talk about video games. <laughs> video games. This should be its own podcast, really. Shall I do this one next week? I might I might do this one next week. I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm going to do this one next week. So next week's topic is going to be about video games. And little notes I've got here is, why deny what's fun? Am I hurting anyone? And it says no. And it says, I put, it seems like a repeat of being transgender. Yeah, I'm denying something to keep me in a state of suffering. This is such a weird one. Again, it goes back to this awareness thing. Because I'm becoming so aware of all these thoughts in my head, I'm trying to analyse them as well. And it's like a thin line between a positive thought and a negative one. And like I said before, like negative thoughts can disguise themselves as positive things. So like I've got these video games. Again, this is an experiment. I'm going to... I'm going to play these video games for a couple of months or something. And if after that period of time, it's affecting even my spiritual practice practices, like lucid dreaming and meditation, if it's getting in the way of that, and if it's getting in the way of my art, if it's getting in the way of things I want to be doing, then I'm going to have to get rid of it again. But I'm not going to get rid of it again like last time. So what I did before was... I would get addicted. Basically, I need to do a new podcast about this one. So basically, that's going to be next week's podcast, I think. is talking about the video games. Yep. So that's basically it for this one. I hope you enjoyed it. It's Social anxiety is such a fascinating thing. Again, something else that I remembered from Sam Schaefer on his little course, I Overcame, so- I Overcame Anxiety... What he said was, he said, social anxiety is actually a positive thing. It's it doesn't. It's weird. Again, it's like a belief thing. If you believe social anxiety is negative, it's going to be negative. But he said it's not. The reason it's positive is because if you're if you've got social anxiety, it means you care about what people think about you, which means you actually care about people. Somebody who hasn't got social anxiety. It doesn't necessarily mean they don't care about people, but it's like somebody who hasn't got social anxiety. Yeah, they don't think about other people. So, in a in a weird way, how like social anxiety is is a positive thing. It means you care about other people, which is a nice thing. It's just the problem is it's become too much of a like. 
yeah, it's, it's become a negative thing because you've become obsessed with what other people think. So I would say somebody who doesn't care about what other people think, I don't know, because that is a positive thing. Yeah, no, this goes into something Muji said. On one of his podcasts, he said, it's not that you don't care, it's that you don't mind. That's what it is. So what will end up happening at the end is once you've overcome this social anxiety and stuff, it's not that you won't care what people think about you, it's that you won't mind. So even if somebody was judging you, and even if they said it to your face, yeah, you wouldn't. it wouldn't bother you because you would care. It would probably be, it would be a bit hurtful, but you wouldn't mind because you'd realise it doesn't matter. That's quite cool. It's weird. I love how everything comes together. Like even these video games, I can see how it's coming together. And oh, I've got to say one little thing. So the reason I know that going after these video games is a good thing Two, two little synchronicities happened. One, I was struggling with, do I... Because I knew the minute I bought, I bought that, it was opening a can of worms. And like I said before, I, had, I knew that I had a choice about whether I buy them or not. So I made a choice to buy them. But what happened was, I knew it was the right thing because I listened to a Muji podcast after that and he started talking about I can't remember what it was. He was talking about distractions or something. Because I'm worried that it's going to become a distraction. So on this little video on YouTube, Muji started talking about distractions. As if he was talking to me. That was amazing. But the other thing was, I'd said to myself, right, I'm going to buy it. I go online to buy it. I'd seen a really good deal of a PS4 Pro. A white one. I really wanted a white one to go with the, the monitor that I've got for my computer. So I really wanted a white one, which is a little bit rarer, and it also came with this video game, Death Stranding, which I don't, I got, I actually got rid of that. But what it meant was you got, you got that game for like forty, for forty quid. You could trade it in for forty quid. So I got forty quid off of off the console. So I was like, oh, that's good. When I go to buy it, the website had knocked fifty quid off. <laughs> so it was like it was, it was like. To me, that was like a sign that I'm supposed to get it because it's as if the universe was saying you can have an extra £50 off. Little things like that. Like Some people might say that's just coincidences and stuff. It's not, though, because when it keeps happening and synchronicities like that are happening all the time and you, you just know that there's something out there like helping you, looking after you, guiding you. But But this is the other thing. This is how complicated it gets. You start thinking, but is that the negative thing? Because the thing is, it's it's all us. <laughs> this is the I've got so much to say about this. It's all us. There is no negative and positive energies. I'm starting to realise that. There is, but there's not. It's actually all one thing, which is what we are. So in other words, that that negative thing is identical to the positive thing which is the same as the thing I've always thought is looking over us. So I've always thought there's, like, synchronicities. I've always thought is it's something outside, looking in, throwing little things in to guide you. Because synchronicities are things where something will happen, which is a super coincidence. And, and they act as, like, little breadcrumbs, I think, 
to where you're supposed to be going. But what I've thought, what I've thought is these this negative thing is able to create synchronicities just as much as the positive thing. So I thought, what if it's the negative thing knows that I'm going to become distracted by these video games? So it actually made the video game system 50 quid cheaper as a way of distracting me so that I would definitely buy it. So it's, it's a bit weird like that. It That's how weird it gets when you start becoming aware of everything. You, but you also have to analyse it. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? But this is another reason why I want to play some video games. Just When you're playing video games, you can just let go of all thoughts and just be playing video games. So, like I said, it's an experiment. I'll talk about that next next week. Shall I talk about it now? <laughs> oh, I can't make my mind up. The thing is, I don't want, I don't want it to be too long. I'll, I think I'll talk about it next time. Yeah, talk about it next time. So, this week's little inspirational quote. Well, you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. Bing! You can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. I'm going to do that one in a minute, which should be, I think that's going to be amazing. Full of Japanese art, artwork. It's it's called The Girls Collection. So it's just full of like little anime girls, which I love. I love, I love anime f- Japanese female characters. I think they create the best characters. But this week's inspirational quote comes from the book The Power of Habit, which is actually quite a good thing because video games... Yeah, being distracted by video games. If you can, it's it's. I'm going to talk about it now because I've I've want to talk about it now. <laughs> so these video games. Basically, I started playing video games when I was probably about five years old, about 1985. It was around then. I started playing on the Commodore 64, and again, I look back and it was exactly the same as now. I was drawn to characters. So there was this character called Dizzy. He was a big fat egg with boxing gloves. And I was drawn to him. And there's so many little video games like Sonic the Hedgehog, Lara Croft from Team Raider. All the video games I've ever played, it's been about characters. Which is what I love. I love characters. So again, why should I deny myself play playing video games if I'm going to be getting exposed to characters? But then at the same time... I've thought, what if playing these video games, it means I never get to create my own characters because I've become distracted by video games. So it's it's a very fine line. These video games are a very fine line between... Yeah, if, if you... It's, it feels like I'm on a tightrope. And if I fall off, that's me getting into the video games. The thing is, it's not. it doesn't matter... Let's say I fall off the tightrope and become addicted to video games again. It doesn't matter because I know, especially as long as I keep listening to Muji, I know that there's always going to be a way to get back onto the tightrope. And maybe I have to go back into video games for the moment. No, I'm convinced I can get the balance between playing video games, drawing and meditating and stuff. I'm convinced it's always been those three like in my vision in my head it's always been those three that have come together it's becoming the best person I can be which I think is all with like lucid dreaming and stuff meditation 
becoming the best artist I can be, which is by drawing, but also you got to have fun. It's almost like video games is the balance point. So I always knew they'd come back and it seemed like the right time. And I, I haven't I haven't just jumped into it. It's taken about three or four weeks. I've been thinking about them. And I just decided I'm going to do it. Like listening to Muji, he even says, everything that you do is helping you get to where you're supposed to be. So you can't make any bad mistakes, really. <laughs> but what I put here was, it's like a repeater being transgender. So... With these video games, I was addicted to them f- from about 1985 up until 2012. I played a video game in 2012 called Persona 4, all about being your true self. It's all about, yeah, becoming your true self. And it, what it did was it just allowed me, because of the characters, I fell in love with these characters. And it just allowed me to, without realising it, Art came into my life because I wanted to draw the characters. And then that allowed me to start accepting myself as being transgender. So I then became Sophie. And I felt like I had to give up the video games. So I, I, I got rid of them. But again, yeah, it's, it's, I'm still processing. <laughs> I'm still processing the thoughts about video games. It's, it's a lot complicated it's very complicated, but but what happened with being transgender? So I've been transgender my whole life. It was only in about, what was it, 2014. I basically put on my website that I was transgender. And at that point, it was after I started seeing my therapist at the gender clinic in 2014. From that point on, I accepted myself as transgender but up until that point, what had happened was I would be transgender, <laughs> be transgender, you're, you're always transgender, it's just you would accept it, then you would start feeling denial and guilty and shame, lots of negative things. So you, what you do is, what I would do is I'd throw all my clothes away, deny myself being transgender, even though that's what I am, I would silence the voices inside that were saying, you've got to be you, which is Sophie. But at some point they would become so strong that I would have to go back. But again, like because I'm constantly going, because I was constantly going back and forth between denying myself it, then going all in. What would happen was I'd I'd say that I'm going to be allow myself to be transgender. I would then spend all my money on clothes, which would then that would then trigger me feeling guilty because I spent all this money, and it was just it was horrible, and that went on for years. It was only once I started seeing a therapist and started drawing and meditating and really looking at what was going on in my head that I I was able to find find myself, I suppose, and accept myself. And what I've noticed is the exact same thing is going on with these video games. What was what the last few years? So in 2014, was it? No, 2015. I think it's 2015. I basically threw away all my video games but well, I I traded them all, I sold them all and again I denied myself video games I went all in on my art and then what happens is you're missing these video games it gets so strong that you can't even do your drawing because you're thinking about 
video games. And it's, it's just like a repeat of the everything. So then what you do is you go into the video games. Because you haven't played video games for so long, because you denied yourself them, you then suddenly think, well, I've got to play everything, because otherwise I've got to play everything before I decide to get rid of them again. So then that actually makes you get rid of them again, because you've stopped drawing. It's And again, it's like you're ping-ponging back and forth. So what I did was, that went on for a couple of years, and then at the start of this year I said, right, I'm doing an experiment. I'm going to get rid of these video games. It was after I'd, I did a 48 hour fast. I didn't eat anything for two days. For some random reason, I had this thought that I had to get rid of these video, video games. And I said, I'm not going to play any until 2020. That was my little goal. I got until the last few days of November. So I did about, must have been about nine months. So that's a long time. And it was only the last month they started coming back. And what had happened was, I'd I'd started to, it just feels, it feels right. It feels like I can sprinkle video games back into my life. And they can sort of play alongside everything else. T- to me, it feels like video games are like a valve. I feel like I'm a pipe. And when I don't play video games, I've tightened the pipe up too much. So it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to pop. I'm going to explode. And so what I have to do is open the valve a bit, let myself breathe. So, yeah, just it's just a way of having balance. But again, it is an experiment, so if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, I will get rid of them. But what, I won't get rid of them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put them in a box and like hide them under the bed or something, make it... Make it hard to get back into them because I'd have to get the box out and reconnect everything. But I don't want to get rid of them all because otherwise, it's stu- it's stupid to get rid of everything and then have to rebuy it all back again. It's I'm not doing that anymore, and I'm also not I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it. It's like having them there and not playing them. I feel like that would be a lot. That would be a lot more. I'd be more proud of myself. Than just getting rid of them. Because I feel like you'd have to have a lot more discipline. To not play video games. If you've got them. If you've got the video games around you. So I'm going to practice discipline as well. And I know I've got discipline. Because I've done so many art challenges. And yeah there's so many signs that I've got discipline. So I, I know I can do it. Uh, it's just a it's just a case of. Is this the time when I can find the balance? Or is this the time when it happens again? and I have to get rid of them so but there's nothing wrong with video games at all it's all it's the problem is the relationship to them so I'm working on my relationship with these video games that's basically it really and I absolutely love the PS4 I I think the thing that makes me a little bit sad I suppose is because I'm never going to play video games the way I used to because I, I do too many other things now like meditation meditation and stuff so there's no way because in the old days i used to play video games for like it must have been like 10 hours a day really amazing they were good times but i, I wouldn't do that anymore maybe the odd day or two <laughs> it's, like, it's always fun sometimes to just zone out for 
for a day or something, but it would never ever go back to the way it was. But what I think to myself is, the person I was, the little, the little Kevin who was playing video games, he would love this PS4 because I was a sort of gamer back in the day who used to record like video games on VHS tapes and stuff like that. And like nowadays, you can just push a button and it records it records what you're doing. So there's so many things about these games that like the old me would have absolutely loved. And I just think to myself, oh, I was a little bit of a shame that he never got to experience that. But that, that's the way it goes, I suppose. <laughs> that is the way it goes. That's basically it then. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Look, Dennis. So, yeah, all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. <laughs> Dennis. I love, I love Dennis. This week's inspirational quote goes to The Power of Habit, which is a book by Charles Duhigg. D-U-H-I-G-G. And on the front, it's got a little mouse wheel, or a little hamster wheel, with a little hamster. Actually, that's a bit weird. The cover's a bit weird. They've got a hamster, but they've chopped his head off. That's not very good composition, I don't think. They should have moved the hamster wheel over to the left a bit and got all of the little mouse, little hamster in. That doesn't look right to me. But anyway, this week's international quote is all about habits. And the quote is, Transforming a habit isn't necessarily easy or quick. It isn't always simple, but it is possible. Dun, dun, dun. I love that. So I've got to, I'm in the process of transforming negative habits of video games. And I've got to transform them into positives. And yeah, it's going to be an experiment. I imagine it's going to be a bit up and down. And there is part of me that just wants to take December off to play video games. (laughs) Sounds mad after what I've just said. But yeah, I, I almost just want to... I think what's happened is, this website, when it broke, I thought, this is amazing. I don't have to do the website anymore. What's happened is, I've actually got to do it a lot more before I can get to the point where I don't have to do it as much. And I, if I'm being honest, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to work on the website. So I'm in this weird place where my website's broke. I can't be bothered to do it, but I've got to. Or have I? I haven't got to. That's the thing, I don't have to do it. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> oh, I don't have to do it, but I feel like I have to do it. Very weird. So, I, and I think what's happened is I've got a little bit burnt out. I've got a little bit burnt out by feeling like I've got to do all these things. And instead, I just want to do what I want to do, which is I want to just draw for the sake of drawing. I don't want any pressure in my drawing. I want to meditate when I want to. I want to sleep as much as I want to. And I want to do, I want to play video games every now and again. And that's, that would be a happy life. So I'm going to see if I can pull it off. I also need to get into nature more. There's so many things that I'm not doing enough of. Like being around in nature. 
But the good thing about that is going to my day job, I I walk an hour to and from the job. So I'm always around nature there. That's quite good. It's just nice sometimes to go out with the intention of sitting in nature. And I haven't done that for maybe about five weeks or something. So I'm missing that as well. Dun, dun, dun. It's quite interesting life. I hope you enjoyed that little podcast. And this week's international quote once again. Transforming a habit isn't necessarily easy or quick. It isn't always simple. But it is possible. Charles Duhigg. Ba 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 